please welcome John Carney. John, come on. I have been waiting so long to do this. Well, it was yesterday, but it just feels like we've been apart for so long. But we're back. 12.09. Thanks for tuning in. Got a good show today for sure. And that's always kind of a no-brainer considering we've got Max and Julie. So it's we're already off to a flying start. Um, Elevator, that's coming your way. Bribing you with prizes. Seems to work. A visit with Johnny Londoff. We've got some law stories to tackle. Jim Kalen from Brown and Crouppen will handle that. And it's disco day, baby. Gloria Gaynor has got uh, a documentary out about her life. And it was not all flowers and candies and roses. And she's pretty candid about it as well. Uh, we caught up to her to kind of get the backstory as well. And maybe dance a little bit. Crews assembled. Take attendance quickly. Um, Julie Buck, are you here? Yes, I'm here. Okay. Uh, Maximilian Foise. Present. There you go. Everybody's here. Roll call is finished. How is everybody? I'm good. I'm I'm, I'm really good. I, I'm just enjoying the weather. It's going to be 64 for a high today, and I'm going out to celebrate my friend Jennifer's birthday tonight with some of my my friends. So I'm looking forward to that. What are you going to do? We are going to go out and about to a new place. Yeah, but she doesn't want to say where because the legions of fans will mob them. So tomorrow. No. She, no, she was just know. thinking I was going to crash. Well, that, that's a possibility, too. So tomorrow she'll tell I, you where they went. I would say. Should I not say where? What? I don't know. It's up to you. I oh, don't care. okay. Well, I think it'll be fine. We're going to go to the new 360 at Westport tonight, and I'm looking so forward to it. Well, there you go. That sounds fun. Is yes. there a dress code? What should I bring? I'm Hello? sorry, what? <laughs> Is there a dress code? Is there something I should you bring? You dropped or? out there for a second. <laughs> I guess I went under an overpass. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. All righty then. Well, that's what you're going to do. But what uh, have you been doing? Oh, that's also something that I probably should not really get into. Right? Oh, I think, now, I, now yeah. you got my interest peaked off the air uh i was acting as a bad influence for my friend julie buck i work i've been known to be a, a, a bad influence in the past and uh and yeah I, I think that maybe waiting till a few months go by before you disclose what's happening uh it's very oh. exciting it's very, oh very exciting. it is it involves a hilton oh <laughs> has it got does. anything to do with law enforcement no Okay. No, that's All just right. where you automatically go. I, I, no. Well, you've been in jail. It's not I have. Uh, I have. Issues. Yes, I have. And not just jail. I've been transported to the Callaway County Prison. Whoa. She's got a rap sheet as long as... Your finger. No, it's all positive. It's all great. It's just maybe, maybe the expenditure of some money that money. Uh, you know we'll kind of keep on the down low for it. Right. Maybe I need to like continue hiding it. Yeah. And hope that my husband doesn't find out because he listen to the show. He already found out about the first one, but how, he. How did what you about feel? what about the dress? Did he? Ah, uh, well, he said, "Oh, I like that." I said, "Isn't this cute?" And then we went on. I didn't say, "Hey, by the way." Oh. <laughs> 
Yeah, uh, no, let me I show think it I did. To you. I told him it was Kathy Hilton's, but then I didn't get into the the, the nitty gritty. Let's just let say. me show you. It's upstairs. Uh, did, you know, did you get your bejeweled chief stuff? I did. Okay, I did. There you go. And I'm ready to go. Much more reasonable. Thirty eight dollars. Ready to go. Kill it. Let's go, Chiefs. You know, your your situation with Crusher is so much better than mine with Katie, though, because you can say, look at this dress. Isn't it cute? Or don't I look cute in it? Whereas when I buy a $150 Wonder Woman statue, my wife doesn't care. She's like, I'm like, isn't this great? And she's like, yeah, whatever. Well, he doesn't. I mean, he's like, yeah, looks great, babe. That's what he says. Babe. Babe. babe looks great, baby. Babe. Uh, and then, I mean, it's not like, I, I think, and he's like, once in a while, he'll throw out a, what did that cost? You know, and I just, I just lie. I learned it from my mother. <laughs> we used to hide things and put things on my grandmother's, visa, her visa for years oh, growing up Julie all the time. throwing me under the bus. I know. My mom and I were talking about it this morning because I, I may or may not have bought something else and I, I put oh. it on her card and I'm going to slip her some cash. You know, they you have know. support groups for that. I seriously, I, I have, this has crossed my mind because I have now been in contact with, I'm just going to say it, Max. I've been in contact with Kathy Hilton, and now her assistant is reaching out to me, asking my shoe size. They love Julie. And if I like purses, and if I want to buy them for charity, and we're going to, and I'm like, do I like purses? I mean, like, don't say that to me. That is, that's very triggering. I love purses. And then they're like, so she's Max unloading her closet on you. <laughs> But it's for, for all for a good cause. Charity. Uh-huh. It's all to help the Cocker Spaniels. <laughs> okay. I, I couldn't connect those I, dots if I had a gun to my It's a Cocker head. Spaniel charity. Okay. Charity that benefits Cocker Spaniels. Sure. I know. They got it rough. Uh, Which is what Max would have said. Right. Let's move on to Max. <laughs> because I, I probably shouldn't say the rest of it until later, as Max said. Because right? There, there's a really fun and interesting part of this, but I think... Let's not tempt the fates. Let's just wait till later on. We'll we'll tease the audience right now. <laughs> okay, Maxie, yeah. what's happening? What'd you buy lately? Um, nothing. Uh, much to the uh, the surprise and 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 thankfulness uh, of my wife. No, uh, you know, I I am feeling so great right now, and I'm in such a good mood right now. And the weather outside is cooperating, and it's wonderful. But yesterday. I don't have a lot to report because I was stricken with an awful headache. I'm not going to quite call it a migraine because people who suffer from those, you know, it's really debilitating. But I had a crazy bad headache. So I didn't do much besides take headache med, uh, meds yesterday. And I watched uh, The Man Who Knew Too Much, the Hitchcock film, which I'd seen before. But I just wanted something to zone out on. So I put that on and got some sleep. So not very exciting. But my uh, condolences to anyone out there who suffers from migraines because it is not fun. It is yeah. not. Yeah. John, John Grayson used to have this really bad, and I know a, c- a couple other people with it. It's horrible. I mean, I get headaches, but they used to be largely uh, tied to my activities even <laughs> before. I used to get them a lot, but I, I've been going to, ever since Dr. Walsh, it's really helped. So. Good. Yeah, I know. Another bonus. That's what I said. Yeah, another bonus. Exactly. How about you? What have you been up to? Yeah. A lot of huddling. A lot of huddling and planning at the Carney household because John's got a dance on Saturday. And Uh-oh. catching us at a weak moment, we agreed to allow him to have the post-dance party. Oh, no. 
at our house. Don't do it. It's too late. As of last night, the head count was 25. Don't do it. You're going to end up in a lawsuit. And I'm <laughs> to make... No, you are. Don't do it. I am to make chicken wings and sliders for 25 hungry teenagers. Now, this is a silly question because it is a dance, but this is a co-ed get-together? It is, and the dance is over at 10, so the party will start at like 10.30. And John has asked me to cook and then for my wife and I to go upstairs. No. How are people getting home? They are making their own arrangements. I made it quite clear. Oh, this is just giving me... Pete, no, you. I won't. You might want to take that back. Uh, PTSD. I just. I don't recommend this. I'm. I'm just going to say you do not want to be the person liable if something happens. God forbid to somebody in any way, shape, or Order form. Order everyone Ubers. Maybe they could pay in advance and you get them Ubers. Something. Like You're going to go through everybody's backpack. Hello. No, these these are good kids. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Not mine, but the other ones. They're okay, good kids. Sure. So a lot of planning, a lot of planning. Um, and on the planning front, I was at the station till about 8.30 last night because we had a, a Carney's Kids board meeting, our last one before Carnival on the 28th or Carnival. 24th. Sorry. Imagine me showing up on the wrong day. Uh, but some interesting things came out of that meeting. Our treasurer's report told us that over the last 24 months, uh, Carney's kids disseminated to uh, area charities over $250,000. That's fantastic. That felt good, and everybody on the board motivated to do more. So I'm thinking 24 is going to be fabulous. Uh, and we started talking auctions, and ironically, during the show yesterday, and I don't even know if I mentioned it on the air, maybe I did, but a friend of mine who works out in Colorado, she uh, manages a resort, a ski resort in Vail, and out of nowhere, she sent me an email saying, hey, would you like uh, a two-night stay at this resort for your auction? And I was like, oh, my goodness. Absolutely. You're like, no, I'd like it for myself. Yeah. Well, I'm like the snow bunny that puts on a fake cast and sit by, sits by the fireplace. Me too. I did not. I know this body's not going to last down a ski slope anymore. Mm-mm. I know a lot of people have memories of growing up skiing with the family. I went to Reno once with my dad and mom. He was taking part in some celebrity event. We went skiing, and I clearly remember the skis I had were about 18 inches long, bright red, and the front end kind of curled up like elf shoes, and they had bells on them. So that's probably why I gave up skiing. Yeah, I have nothing, but I I love the opera ski. I love the, the vibe of a ski resort. I love the fireplace. I love the snow, the scenery, everything about it. However, I hate the skiing, and I have had nothing but horrible experiences on a ski slope. Horrible, like real bad. 
So but, I, oh, that'll sell it, though. But a lot of people do like to go skiing, and we have something no, else great for the auction. I would go to Colorado and have gone to Colorado knowing I'm not going to ski. Like, just to go because it's so gorgeous. Gorgeous. It's very peaceful. Now I still get PTSD, considering it's where I went for my first radio job. And it's where I left three months later, losing my first radio job. So, mm. no, but it is beautiful. It's that drive through Kansas that'll get you. Ooh, nothing to see. Oh, yeah. Nothing. Mardi Gras season upon us. And of course, down in Soulard, all the activities now underway, making it the third largest Mardi Gras celebration on the planet. Uh, Number one, obviously, New Orleans. Number two is Carnival in Rio. And number three is St. Louis. So we're in good company. But boy, those crowds, not horribly attractive uh, once you get up there, i.e. my age. But I'll tell you this, a family-friendly Mardi Gras parade that won't be a gazillion people standing on each other's shoulders will be out in St. Charles. All through Frenchtown, and they'll be doing other events, and the Foundry Arts Center will have some bands with some Zydeco music and some Cajun food. And so if you want to if you want to skip the giant crowds downtown. Uh, think about coming out to St. Charles and whip it up for Mardi Gras. All the dates, times, events, all online. DiscoverStCharles.com. Carney Show, welcome back. And uh, reading a lot more about the game coming up Sunday. I don't know whether you've heard, but we've got uh, some football on Sunday. Kind of torn on this one, but uh, got to go dance with who brung you. Um, 49ers all the way. Sorry. Ralph only one in the house, which is going to make it really awkward. Oh. But I'm over it. So the game is on Sunday and the party is on Saturday? Yeah. Okay. So Oh. Are we having another party on Sunday? I don't think so. I think We're we will. have a recovery party and the boys are going to have a cleanup party. Um, and I so appreciate on the Michael's Bath <laughs> tech line how many people have chimed in with guidance, uh, largely just echoing what Julie said. And Maybe I'm surmi- too harsh. I don't know. To surmise it all, don't do it was the general. Seriously, <laughs> it is. General consensus. Mm. There's so many things, and especially now with all the stuff going around with the, you know, the gummies and there's, I mean, there's so many dangers and pitfalls and that's way too many kids. I'm just, I just, I wouldn't do it. I'm real nervous about it. Can we have it at your house? No. Okay. Mm -mm. Just throwing it out I used to let my kids have a Super Bowl Bowl party, but it was a Sunday night and the parents would drop them off. It was very cute. We would all put our, we did a little gambling, like we would put our, our bets on a little board and then I had prizes like a gift card or a big bag of candy or something like that for whoever got closest to the score but wow. and ordered some pizzas and they were all in the basement and then it was over like it was not like 
we're going to party us off after the dance. I just, your kids will never, I don't know if they like me now, but they won't now. Boy, I, I, I guess I, I'm even more harsh of a parent because I'm trying to think, uh, you know, if Oscar's 15 and he wants to go to an after party after a school dance, I'm just going to say no. Uh, you cannot, um, let alone hosting it. So I think Carney's got me beat here as far as fun parent. Well, there's the mindset, too, where, you know, they're going to be whooping it up anyway. None. I would like them to do it where I can keep an eye on everybody. Oh, that's tragic. No. Good you want to stave it off as good, good as security. long as you yes. can and demonize it as much as you can <laughs> so that they will hopefully not do it as much. But Well, my wife is doing that without even realizing it as she and John had an exchange for about 15 minutes last night where she begged him to let her make little snack bag treats for everybody. <laughs> and he was horrified. So I learned from a friend of mine who taught kindergarten for years, and I, her son was considerably older than my kids. And when my kids got to this age, I went to her to seek advice because I feel like her son is a a great kid. He went to, you know, went to school. He's got a job. He's, you know, life is good. He's well balanced person as far as I know. And she said to me, I said, do I let them go to an after party after a school dance? And she said, well, I would promptly call the parents that are hosting the party and I would ask them. And I did. I called Dr. Gurley, who is a local plastic surgeon in town who had the eighth grade dance after party and I was uncomfortable even calling her because I didn't know her but I said my kids are planning on coming to your house after the eighth grade dance I need to know if you will be home and what the protocol is and how you're going to handle all these teenagers and she was really great about it and I just I mm, I'm surprised (laughs) and I'm obviously I'm pretty liberal about such things but I'm surprised, like, when the boys have had sleepovers and stuff. The parents never called us. They dropped the kid off and then came back the next day. I I would like to know where they're staying. So true. Who, I had a kid at my house for two pe- days and never heard it's from different. the parents. It's different. They don't do it anymore. Yeah. It's like, oh, they'll be fine. I do it. And that's, I, I, I mean... I, I'm probably freaking out, and I and I do get a lot of anxiety because I worried way too much, and I'm a fourth generation hardcore worrier. But eight four one two six, if Carney's okay with it, I, I'd like to know what people think. I mean, do you just say, "Well, they're going to do it anyway, so let's just serve it up tomorrow"? I mean, I I don't know. I don't yeah. personally, but I'm over oversimplifying the last text. Someone has to have the party. Like, yeah, no, okay. actually. Well, the party is the dance. So then when you get a little older, maybe you go to an after party. We got into a huge war with one of my kids once when he wanted to go to the after after party. Ooh. Uh, So now it's four in the morning and everybody's at Mm -hmm. Oz. No, not. They were. It was. Don't worry. It was going to be at a farm. And the way that they painted it at the time was, oh, we're going to pet the goats or whatever. Uh It's like, no, (laughs) I know. code. And I mean, I got calls from other parents while I was at work here at the Big 550 freaking out because I wasn't giving in. And I was so, I felt like it's it's the right thing to do, but I felt peer pressure as a parent. And I would just say, if you cannot 
remember, you're not their friend. You're their authority. I'm just saying. What do you got against goats? I, I'm, I, and we didn't let him go, and he was mad, and I go back and I think about that now, and I'm really glad I didn't do it. Yeah, he got over it probably. Uh, I think he might still bring it up. Still carrying around issues. So speaking of parties and the big game, it's kind of hard to, when getting ready for the show, to not find stories about the Super Bowl or, you know, her and uh, Travis. I did find a unique angle on the Super Bowl that was incredibly interesting. The year that the St. Louis Rams, remember them, won the Super Bowl. Yeah. And Mike Jones made a stop at like the one half yard line to preserve the win. Magical moment in St. Louis Ram history. So do you know who the guy was he tackled? No. The guy's name is Kevin Dyson. And Kevin Dyson long since retired as an NFL player. But he is now a a referee in the Super Bowl. So he went from playing in the Super Bowl to officiating in the Super Bowl. That's really cool. Isn't that wild? Yeah. And it says first one to do so. And I imagine so. That's a pretty rare accomplishment. Mm, Yeah. I've never heard of that. Like in any and, professional sport, have you? Uh-uh. And in either way, he walks off and there's no win-lose for him on that. He gets paid no matter what happens. I would think not being able to cross the end zone when he was playing to lose the Super Bowl, he had a different feeling. He was playing, I think it was the Titans at the time. Maybe he disagreed with the call and he thought, somebody has to do something about this. That might have launched his career. What a perspective, though, you know, yeah. from being a player to becoming an official. Absolutely. And it would be interesting if the Rams were playing, if they take him out thinking that he may just have some bias against that team. I don't know. But it doesn't matter. They're not playing. Um, CNN broke down the ticket prices. Reminding me once again, I'm never going to the Super Bowl. Uh, prices have dropped a little. Tickets down to seven grand. Oh, they were eighty-two last week, eighty-two hundred. Um, Priceline going deep. Round trip flights between Kansas City and Vegas, about seven hundred bucks. San Francisco to Vegas cheaper because it's closer, obviously. Uh, about 400 hotel prices averaging, and this includes the crappy places as well as the resorts, 400 bucks on that. So add that up and you are uh, way in hawk. So I'll be watching on TV. Thank you. Yeah, I, we will be too. I And I th- you've got to think, though, that this is going to have a lot more space for this sort of thing as far as hotels and restaurants because it's Vegas versus like Jacksonville might have like a couple of nice hotels to stay in. So there's 
probably more accommodations for these people to pick from. But I mentioned this last week, the PGA is having a tour event this weekend there. So that's going to be a ton of rooms. Crazy. Crazy. And, you know, the lines of people to go see Carrot Top. Uh, watching the game from here doesn't cost you anything. CBS has it. Nickelodeon's going to have their own version. And I saw some promos for that. It's wildly entertaining. Uh, Paramount Plus also. And I believe Puppy Bowl is on like Donkey Kong. Is it not, Maxie? It is. And actually, on Friday, we will have a local shelter who has two of their puppies in the puppy bowl, and they revealed that this was filmed a couple of months ago, so the puppies are older now and still available for adoption. And it's really cool how Puppy Bowl has been around, what, 20 years now, and it does help adopt not only the puppies featured, but just puppies in general. Uh, you always see adoption numbers spiking after the Puppy Bowl, so it's, it's, it's pretty fun. It is fun, and I found myself catching at least some of it every year. It's adorable. Do you watch Puppy Bowl, Jules? Uh, we we flip back and forth a little bit. My Do, mom usually likes to watch a little bit of that, and we'll see it for a minute, and then we go back to the game because it's going to be uh, fantastic. On the text line, the Michael's Bath text line, PGA is playing in Scottsdale. Oh, uh, I read it was Vegas. That's there I go from trusting, the trusting the media. I get burned again. Is there a Kitty Bowl? No, I don't think the cats would do anything. They would just sit there and stare at the They camera. would protest. <laughs> yeah. Or they would say, we got to take a break. What would they say again? We got to take a break. Okay. <laughs> Why don't we really take a break? We got uh, Johnny Law to get to. That's going to be fun. Some good burning questions next hour right on the elevator, which means you could win some stuff. It is uh, 1239. Carney Show for a Wednesday. Thanks for hanging out. Nothing is different, we've been here before Pacing these halls, trying to talk over the silence Billy Joel? Yes, this is his new song called Turn the Lights Back On. I think it's his first new record since, what, 96 or something? I mean, it's a very His vocals time. sound, I think, very strong and healthy. I think he was smart. All the way through his career, he sang within his comfortable range, as opposed to falsetto and screaming, so that by the time he hit this particular age, he, he couldn't do it anymore. You know, and you hear some of these artists try to hit those notes they did 30 years ago, and it doesn't go so well. You know, I, I saw Billy Joel a clip of him being interviewed by Howard Stern, and he told a story that I had I'd never heard before where he was out to dinner with Mick Jagger and his then wife, Bianca. As you do. Right. And Bianca was basically talking about how, oh, she needs more money and she needs to buy these dresses and she needs to look, you know, and Mick was getting upset, like, okay, calm it down kind of thing. And Billy went and wrote the song Big Shot. You had to be a big shot about Bianca, but he sang it like Mick. And if you listen to his vocal... He is kind of doing that spitting kind of Mick Jagger take, and I never put that together. It's a cool story. Interesting. I never thought of that. Can either. we hear a little, a little, a little clip of the bridge of that? Yeah, you, I should have had that ready to go. Hang well, on. no, that's okay. I mean, it just takes a minute here. Yeah. We got time. We have we'll till kill. three. <laughs>
You know, my affinity for the Guinness thing, in fact, we just had the Guinness folks on because they've got an exhibit at the City Museum running until April. So I see another Guinness story, and I start reading it, and I thought, ah, oh. So there's a guy in France who is a council worker, and he works in construction. So it seemed only fitting he would construct something to get in the Guinness Book. So he spent eight years building a model of the Eiffel Tower from matchsticks. It's 24 feet tall. How do people do stuff like this? Where do they have the time and the patience? Or if you you are employed, you come home from work and you've got... Yeah, you work on it for 15 minutes a day. It's probably just, you know, six years. You got to have some mad, fine motor skills to be doing that. But also, that seems really boring. Like, I wouldn't want to spend my time doing that. Yeah, well, you know... Everybody has their thing. Different strokes. Um, So, eight years, a lot of his life, a lot of his time as we... uh, all alluded to. Now, now here's where the story takes a left turn. The uh, people at Guinness said he used the wrong type of matches. Oh, no. So he's been denied the world record. That's sad. Oh, I cannot imagine. Does he oh, go back good. in for round two? I, I like it, know. though. You have to have standards, you know. The organization has ruled that most of the 706,900 matchsticks he used are ineligible for the record because they were not commercially available and had been altered significantly from their original form. I would go ballistic. His wife, on the other hand, saying, it's nice to have the living room back. I bet. I'm surprised he's married. You know what? That was my first thought as well. There's still a wife in the picture. There's a Mrs. Matchstick in the picture. Mrs. Mrs. Matchstick. Band name. Mm, Maybe. Could have been. Could have been. So there you go. Big I don't hear it. And okay. you being the stone aficionado. Just kind of more of an edge to yeah, it. He's, he's kind of spitting the lyrics a little bit there. He doesn't normally do that. Huh. Good tune. Mrs. Good tune Matchstick. certainly Love much it. better than Uptown Girl. I like which, that song. Yeah, why do you hate I, Uptown Girl? I just think the video is adorable no the video's with her in her red dress and the hat and getting out of the car greasers you know snapping their fingers i'm thinking billy's thinking it's he'd love to have it erased from history but i guess for the time that was those were hip moves i thought it was great and i bet their daughter probably likes that that is in existence or will someday you ever listen to uh, you ever listen to attila no. Uh, the Hun. Hun. Yeah. Do you, are you not aware of Billy Joel's first album? Doesn't sound like it. Okay. No. He, he no. was part of a, 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 <laughs> of an electronic music duo in about, uh, what, late 70s called Attila. And they made like this prog rock record. 
Uh, and then right after that, he went on to do Piano Man and became Billy Joel. But yeah, Attila was his first, like, okay, this is what I'm going to do with my career. And nobody bought it. And so he uh, went back to the piano and became Piano Man. Was it like craft work kind of stuff? I'll play some. How about that? Okay. And if it's Wrecking <laughs> Ball, I'll be furious. Oh, man, I should have had Wrecking Ball. Yeah. Just saying. So true. Um, all right. If it's not in the arsenal yet, let's do a quick break, do the law segment, and you can hit us with that in a bit. Great. Or are you ready? No, no, no. Let, let's take a break. Okay. Always fun to go to court in the fun way. It's our Johnny Law segment brought to you by Brown and Crouppen. And from that very firm. We welcome Jim Cannellan. Hi, Jimmy. John, I heard you say it's always fun to go to court, and I thought to myself, really? Is it always fun to go to court? Well, in this form, I said. <laughs> it, this is a, sometimes this is a lot better I than have uh, a, really going to court. I have a legal question for you. Let's just say, and I'm asking for a friend, asking that a friend. I'm going to have a party for a bunch of underage teenagers. Who saw that coming? And I am going to have, let's say, I don't know, 25 kids over um, after a dance. We're going to be the after party. Where's my liability as a homeowner with that? All over the place, Julie. And uh, you're, you're speaking to not only a lawyer, but a dad who had four kids, and, and my youngest is 21, so I don't have to deal with this anymore. But you are accepting some liability there. So you're going to have the, these kids over. You're going to, you know, you're going to take reasonable efforts to keep them from drinking or doing any other type of illegal activity. However, you are partly responsible, and I'm going to remind you of the story that I guess it's been a lot of years ago, but there was a, a dad who got literally arrested and taken out in handcuffs because there was a party, underage drinking. It was tolerated by the, the homeowners. The police were called. They came in, and they arrested the dad. And so, you know, I got to tell you that that's a real, real tricky situation well the music was good um all right i'll give you an update after the party okay so we haven't mentioned taylor swift in five minutes so let's go there uh she's now threatening legal action against uh, a guy in florida who has been tracking and posting where her private jet is and i this is the same guy that did this before with uh Elon Musk and other things. So with her threat of legal actions, what what's illegal about what he's doing if that's public information? Well, the, my first thought on this story, John, is you know, it, I guess this is rich people problems. So I don't have a private jet, a $25 million jet like Taylor Swift. But it's a situation where you have public information versus public safety, so the safety of, you know, Taylor Swift and, and her people, um, and that's legit. You know, you, you de definitely want to keep, you know, I'm a big fan of public safety and keeping everyone safe, but this is public information. So when you own a jet, you have, you know, when you want to fly it from 
Chicago to New York, you have to uh, file a flight plan with the FAA, and that is public information. Should it be? I guess that's the question. Maybe it shouldn't be. But currently, it's public information, so this, this gentleman in Florida is just taking public information and making it a little bit easier for the average person to find that public information. So right now, with the law being that this is public information, your flight plan, then he's not doing anything wrong. And I think she's bullying him and trying to keep him from public, you know, from putting up this, this website or whatever it is. And I think she's doing it because I understand she doesn't want the public. She doesn't want her fans to know she's flying around this jet all over the place. Um, so it's for public relations. But she's telling everyone it's for safety concerns. Oh, mm-hmm. that makes sense to me. I yeah. So he can't get charged with any sort of crime here, but she could go Not, after him civilly or no? Well, that's what she's trying to do. Her attorney, you know, sent them that cease and desist letter. And then, you know, the, the bad news is this is a student, a college student in Florida you know, and it's Taylor Swift. So if she wants to hire lawyers and try to prevent him from doing this, I mean, he's going to have to defend himself. And that is, you know, that clearly is going to be the giant going after the little individual, which, by the way, from a public relations point of view, is that really what Taylor Swift wants to do? But but threatening legal action really just brings more attention to the fact that this is public information. So say Florida guy says, all right, I'm sorry, I won't do it anymore. 35 more people are going to pop in and do it for him. Um, Just a thought. Other news. Amazon, that owns Ring, announced that they're not going to let the police departments uh, have access to doorbell camera footage from the users, you know, when they investigate crimes. I, I don't see why Amazon would say no, because law enforcement is just trying to figure out who did what. Well, they're saying that they can't do it without a search warrant. Right. That That's the story that if the police want that information from Ring, they have to go to a judge and get a search warrant. And everyone agrees with that. But really what this stems from is currently... Uh, the police can just individually go to any any user of Ring and say, "Hey, I want you know we have something going on in your neighborhood. Can I have access to your your information?" And the user can allow the police without a search warrant and without really get involving Ring Central, the company, they can give them that information. So it, that for me. I look at it as a public safety issue, and I think the police should have access to it. Now, the counter to that is there are people saying you should not be allowed to do that. The police should not have that kind of cozy relationship with Ray because, and this is their position, that it promotes racial profiling and discrimination and probably invasion of your privacy. And so let's take that for a moment. Let's assume you're in a densely populated area and you have a ring camera. It's in your front door. It's pointing across the street. So it's pointing right at somebody's house. And so if the police were suspicious about what's going on in that house, 
They can either go to a judge and get a search warrant, which is the correct way. But other times they say, well, we don't have enough information to get a search warrant. Let's just go to that homeowner across the street and get their footage. So the question is, do you really want the police to have access, in essence, to a camera on your front door for 24-7? Yes. And, you know, <laughs> and, well, <laughs> right. I know from a safety See who's going to the party. Julie, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, Julie, yeah, really. Do you want it? Uh, Julie, do you want that on your house? Oh, when, I guess. You're that that's why party? I'm not having yeah. the party. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's kind of... Your initial reaction is, I want the police to have access to this information. But if I'm that homeowner, I'm like, really, do I want the cops like watching me 24/7? When if you if they had to go get a search warrant, they wouldn't they wouldn't qualify. So I, I guess I understand it. My first reaction was, I think the police should have access to it. But maybe when you look at it a little closer, maybe you realize there should be some controls. Well, I think, too, the the issue of public perception, you know, I'm kind of uh, stuck watching true crime things all the time on TV. And when someone gets accused of of attacking their spouse or killing their brother or their sister, um, they immediately get attorneys. And whether they did it or not, there's the assumption that, oh, obviously they're guilty. They have a lawyer, and I think this will fall into that, too. Jim Callen, thanks so much for today's Johnny Law. We'll talk soon. Of the Hall of Fame, our very own Jennifer Blum. Isn't that exciting? Oh, yeah, that's Yay. great. Congratulations, Jennifer. So well So the deserved. KSDK Hall of Fame first round of inductees, Jennifer Blum. Congratulations. Yeah. Super cool, and... I love, like, when she retired from Channel 5, they did a montage, and it was just so fun to watch the hairstyles. I love her <laughs> laugh, and I love how she and Art Holiday would just, sometimes there would be once in a while that little nugget of something, and it would, was morning show TV, yeah. and they would crack up, and the, they would crack each other up, and I just, I love those clips. Yeah, it always felt very gen- it always felt so genuine. Yeah. You know, I think is part of the reason. Well, I think she is so genuine, you know? I mean, and it comes across both on radio and TV. And at wedding receptions. Another story for another oh, time. Oh, it is. <laughs> so, congrats to our own. Super exciting. We're on a roll. Wendy got earlier this year, or maybe it was the end of last year, uh, was it was announced she's being inducted into the uh, Missouri Hall of Fame. Yes, another talented so, woman here at the Big Five Fifty. We're look surrounded. Her, look, yeah, yeah. Where's Julie's? But come on, come on, people. Where's, Where's Carney's? Well, I have my own in my head. In your head. Yeah, and I bring my own band everywhere I go, as you heard. Um, all right, we're going to ride on the elevator in a second. I got to tell you this there is tremendous weekend programming on this very frequency. Case in point, the woman you just heard from, Julie Buck, brings you girl talk. And would I be putting you on the spot? Not at all. If I asked you what you had planned? It is marriage week next week. Where, hooray for marriage. Hooray for marriage, where you celebrate and work on and put the effort into your marriage. And so we have an expert on that has a podcast about marriage, and she's going to join us on Girl Talk this Saturday at 5 o'clock. Is she married? 
Yes. <laughs> okay. I just wondered because I, you know, when I see people that write books about parenting and things and they don't have children, it's kind of like, okay, so, so where are you getting this information? Does that happen? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, that's happened several times. And of course, uh, another show we are fiercely proud of, Max on Movies, on the weekend. And what, pray tell, are you tackling this time? Well, my friend and colleague Lynn Vinhouse is part of a new book called uh, Aging, or I'm sorry, Ageless Glamour Girls. And uh, she's now a published author, which is pretty cool. It's one, been one of her lifelong dreams. And so she'll be on the show to talk movies and that book. So you got a book in you, Max? Um, I don't know. Possibly. I'd read it, or parts of it, color in it, something. <laughs> I think you should. The stories. Oh, the stories. Carney, you're working on a book. I've been working on a book for 15 years, so I, I, I don't know if that's really ever going to come to light. I'm just not that driven. Um, all right, I'm coming kidding. up. True story. Uh, Gloria Gaynor, but uh, let me also mention on the weekend programming front, that straight talk on retirement, something that we bring you every Saturday. Very useful information. And especially now that you're gathering your financial numbers so you can show it to the government and say, all right, take what you're going to take. But if there's ways to save some of that money, money, well, then find out from them. It's what they do every single day and on Saturdays. They give you two hours of time to ask your questions. Uh, and you can text in or you could call in, whatever. But take advantage of the opportunity. Absolutely. Straight talk on retirement. Jeff and Aaron Lapidus, Saturdays on the Big 550 KTRS. Somebody hit the button. Now it's time to take a ride on the Carney Show. Hell, later. Brought to you by Music Go Round, St. Charles. Call 314-931-5877 to join us. I'm up for playing. Love this game. And thanks to Spanky from Broken Jukebox for giving us the tunage. And, of course, to Music Around St. Charles for sponsoring it as well. What do we bribe them with? Well, today, the person who knows the answer to not only the artist... Who performed the song, but the name of the song. And I think that's going to be the trick here because everybody knows this You're song. You're going to know the song. You're going to know the song right, right away. You're yeah. going to know the song. But do you know the name of the artist who performed it and the name of the actual song itself? So it's interesting. But if you know that stuff and if you call 314-931-5877, you'll have your chance to win a gift card to Grace Meat and Three and a gift card to Dewey's Pizza. That's right. You'll win both gift cards if you can give us the answer to this question. That's a lot of food, man. Okay, 931-5877, but I guess you'd like to hear the tune first to see if you got a shot. So put your ear close to the radio.
starting on the text line. That's not how we do this. Um, but we'll shower you with gifts. So get a call in. The Elevator brought to you by our friends at Music Around in St. Charles. It's uh, one fifteen. We'll knock out a brief bit of business, come back and talk to you. What's that tune? I know it's driving you crazy. 314-931-5877. Some great prizes if you know today's elevator. Okay, you let's go to the like phones. Let's elevator. go to line six. Hello, you're on the air. Hey, what's happened? Did you get an answer yet? Not yet. You're, uh, you're the first one. caller. But we need your name. All right. Well, this is Frank. Hi, Frank. Frank. How you doing? Beautiful. Well, I think it was the Beverly Hills Cop theme song, and I, I think it was Herbie Hancock. Oh, you know, it's a wonderful mm. guess, Frank. It is. You would be incorrect. Carney uh, Show dial song. I don't know if you can say totally incorrect. It was the theme to Beverly Hills Cop, but it was not by Herbie Hancock, and that's also not the name of the song. So let's go to line four. Hello, line four. Yes, hi. Hi, who's this? This is Justin. Oh, hey, Hi, Justin. Justin. How are you? Hello. Yeah, I'm all right. How are you guys? We are fantastic. Fine. You know, you know, you called just in time. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I did. Sorry. Um, so, actually, I have the name of the song. It is actually, I'm sorry, actually. A- That's all right. Start over. Okay. Yes, it is Axel F. Yes, correct. But who did the song? Oh, God. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. No, you got me on that one. Sorry. No, that's okay, Justin. Thanks for listening. Let's go. Still get the Carney Show dial tone. Let's go to line three. Hello? Very quiet on line three. (laughs) Hello? Hi. Hi. Hi, this is Becky. Hi, Becky. Do you sell carpet? Uh, No, I don't. I don't even know if she's still... She's no, us. she's not. No, she's no actually, longer with she's us. Not. Moment yeah. of silence yeah. for the queen. Oh, no. oh dear, this took a dark <laughs> turn. Okay, Becky, do you know the name and the artist? I do believe I do. It's Axel F by Harold Faltermeyer. Yeah, there you go. Go, Becky. Go, Becky. <laughs> nice. You just Impressive. won. Nice job, Becky. Just Thank stand by. You. All right. Yeah, right, people nice saying, job. "Oh yeah, I remember that tune." By the way, Elevator brought to you by Music Around in St. Charles, where I seem to find myself at least once a week because I'm getting something fixed, I'm buying new strings, I'm getting new drumsticks, I'm selling something I'm not using. So I'd say I'm in there all the time. That's that's pretty accurate. Pretty accurate. If you're looking for instruments uh, gently used, they've got those, and the prices are ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Spe- they're looking for stuff too, all kinds of stuff from lighting to sound to electronic drums to horns to you name it. If it makes noise musically, they want it. And especially guitars. For some reason, they're a tad low on guitars. So if you want to sell your stuff, now's a good time. Music around in St. Charles, Regency Plaza, right there at 70. 
and the Zumbel exit next to Walmart. So thank you guys for that. And now the best parts. Sarah wraps it up and we give you Max's mashup. Thanks for riding on the elevator. Brought to you by Music Go Round, St. Charles. Buy, sell, and trade all kinds of musical instruments. 1059 Regency Parkway, St. Charles. Check out musicgoround.com. Third floor, housewares. from across the pound, uh, the pound, or the pond. Uh, Prince Harry went to the UK to visit his father, who has announced, King Charles has announced, that he's battling cancer in its early stages, but nevertheless, he's battling cancer. And he did go visit, Prince Harry did go visit his dad. That's been confirmed. But he's also already left. And without having any kind of connection with Prince William and the brothers really not getting together. So we're hoping that in, in, in a tragedy, there would be something good that would come out of this, that down the road, maybe the two brothers will get back together. You never Are you shocked no. at all. Um, I think it's early. I th- it, sadly, I think sometimes it might take more than that to bring people together. But yeah, why do we want a reconciliation? Perhaps they're better not being entwined in each other's You're lives. You're probably right. There, that could be the case. You just you don't know. Uh, we've I all, can't sleep. We've all, <laughs> we've all been talking about the Super Bowl a whole lot, and a story on TMZ came down today saying that at a press conference, Travis Kelsey was asked when his girlfriend gets to town uh, in Las Vegas, oh, and no. he and he said, um, "I'm not sure that she's coming." Oh no! So I mean, ah! I don't know who's his girlfriend. I don't know if you heard. So I, I don't know if that's true. But while we're talking about the Super Bowl, let's talk about the ads for a second. A 30-second ad during Sunday's game costs you about seven million dollars, which is basically about the same as last year. Uh, last year's game was watched by over 115 million people. And now with this new deal, thinking that, you know, who's going to be there is what we think anyway, that, you know, you're going to have even more viewers just to see. Now, Uber Eats teased an ad with David and Victoria Beckham, who revealed that Jennifer Aniston would also be in that ad. And they call her Jessica Aniston. It's really funny. And David Schwimmer and Jelly Roll and Mr. Halftime himself, Usher, are also in that commercial. Bud Light's got a Peyton Manning, Post Malone UFC Dana White commercial. So there's stuff to watch. Even if you don't like football or pop music, you might like commercials. I have not sought out. I've not sought. I'm sorry. I've not sought out any of those spots. I have not seen one of them. Really? I'm going to wait this time. Usually by now I've seen them all, but I'm going to wait this time. And then DoorDash is running a contest where one person can win everything that's advertising during the Super Bowl. So that includes at least three cars, 1,000 Popeye's wings, and a Clydesdale saddle. I mean, so you got to go to DoorDash to find out more about it. But 
That'd be pretty cool if three new cars showed up with a tax bill yeah. attached to it, right? <laughs> um, Not sure. Not what I do with the saddle. I'm send it to the queen consort or something. I don't know. Oh, I knew he had to do it. A 30-pound bucket of mayonnaise also comes with that, Carney. I don't know if you're a fan. <laughs> um, I thought this was kind of interesting. Demi Moore has those little clay pots that she made with Patrick Swayze 34 years ago. Oh, that's sad. And she says that they're pitiful and the saddest-looking little things, but she just can't get rid of them. And now mm. that Patrick's gone, I think it probably means even more. Back in the day, 75 years ago, 1949, Joe DiMaggio signed with the Yankees for $100,000, the first six-figure contract in the major leagues. That's wild when you think about what they're getting paid today. Ashton Kutcher is 46 today. Chris Rock is 59. Garth Brooks is 62. And tonight on TV, the best thing you got, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. That's pretty much the it. The best from, thing we've got? Yeah, it's not a big night for TV. But we do have homemade jokes, and you can smell them fresh out the oven with John Carney. Nah, I'd say really more newsy, but not your, you're not going to hear it from Lester Holt tonight. I'll just tell you that. So an alleged drunk and fully naked Florida man, so many stories start with that sentence, uh, arrested Monday after he was caught casually strolling through an airport terminal before he attempted to walk past security. Martin Evanoff parked his car on the sidewalk of the Fort Lauderdale Hollywood International Airport, uh, got out and headed right to security. And uh, I thought taking off my shoes and belt was excessive. That's yeah. a lot. Wow. More Americans may potentially lose their telephone landline services as telecoms want to shift to a new infrastructure within the next couple of years. Over the last few years, many providers have gradually transitioned to fiber optics, replacing that old copper wire. AT&T recently becoming part of this trend. The company applied for a waiver with the California Public Utilities Commission to discontinue their traditional landline service in the state. Band members of the group New Edition are frankly trying to write a new song. Really? What? You know, when you have to explain them, something gets lost. A man in Maine recently digging up a tungsten ring. A what? Which is a, t- a tungsten ring. It's a kind of metal that they make jewelry out of. I can't believe I'm giving you jewelry. Me trivia. either. Yeah, true story. Uh, he didn't think too much of it initially, but he thought to himself, hey, I'm going to try to find the owner. So I threw it online on buy, swap, trade sites. Got a couple of comments, like a guy saying, it's a generic ring. Why would anybody want that? And then a lady messaged him and said, wait, I think that's my ring. She explained that it must be from the day when she got married several years before. So in his effort to return it, he reached out and she told him, thank you. But honestly, it's the ex-husband. And she went on to say, you can either toss it, keep it, or sell it. It's not known if they found the wedding video, but if somebody's looking for one, just saying. You've got one. 
President Biden. President Biden. President Biden. President Biden. President Biden. That's right. President Biden Sunday appearing to apparently mix up French President Emmanuel Macron with a former leader of the European country who's been uh, dead for nearly three decades. During a campaign speech in Vegas, the 81-year-old president inaccurately recalled speaking to former French President Francois Mitterrand, who died in 96 Mm. during a meeting with world leaders uh, in 2021. In Joe Biden's defense, I will say, a lot of those world leaders don't look well. You know, they just don't. Well, they're getting up there. Sounds like a Carney reference, you know, referencing somebody who's been dead for 30 years. It's kind of something Carney would do. And apparently, well, I just did it. Uh, 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 Oh, and apparently what you do in Vegas doesn't stay in Vegas. Britney Spears, Britney Spears did a daring thing. She shared a topless throwback photo of herself Monday on Instagram. Yeah, pretty exciting. Wearing nothing besides a yellow lace thong as she posed away from the camera in what appeared to be her boudoir. She clarified it was a repost in her caption and explained why she was sharing the sexy snap again. Quote, because I can. In other words, she had her picture taken. She's never wearing anything. One more story. Democratic is my mic the only one on? No. Democratic Congressman Al Green surprising House members when he entered the chamber in a wheelchair. ABC News had it last hour. Wearing nothing but hospital scrubs. The 76-year-old's trip from the emergency room where he was having abdominal surgery proved decisive because House Republicans ultimately failed to impeach Alejandro Mayorkas with the final tally at 216 to 214, he admitted, though, he left the hospital early because he was tired of being alone. <laughs> Speaking of alone, kind of how I feel. It's 1.35. We'll be back. So I was Classic in, rock, yeah. KTS. I was incorrect. Uh, it was not an electronic Kraftwerk type of record. It was a heavy metal record. This is Wonder Woman by Attila, a.k.a. Billy Joel. Is that Billy singing? I believe so. I don't think you could perform that in a piano bar. It might not go over well. This was yeah. in 1970, and nobody bought it. Yeah, I can nobody imagine bought that. It. Nobody bought it. I'm just happy to say this, and I don't get to say this often anymore. I wasn't even born yet. Yeah, same. Uh, I think I was already working at that point. <laughs> <laughs> it's depressing. Hey, speaking of, of music, uh, this date in history relatively significant. Pan Am's Yankee Clipper Flight 101 from London to New York landed. And I know you're saying, so? So? It happened to have the Beatles on the plane, and it was the first time they had set their feet on U.S. soil. Hence, Beatlemania Oh, that's cool. 
3,000 people, by the way, showed up at the airport. That was insane. So two days after they landed, uh, they hit uh, the Ed Sullivan Show, which changed the world for a lot of people. Um, 73 million viewers, they said. And Ed Sullivan, seeing the success of that, immediately booked him for two more appearances, which they did. And on that initial tour, they hit Shea Stadium and a bunch of other places. And they also came to St. Louis. And not so much anymore, but when bands come to town back in the day, radio stations used to give away tickets. KXOK and Johnny Rabbit are giving away 100 tickets for the Beatles St. Louis engagement August 21st in Bush Memorial Stadium. To win one of the 100 choice seats, simply listen to the following scrambled Beatle hits. List them on a postcard in their order of appearance and mail your entry to Beatles KXOK St. Louis 13 Missouri. The first 100 entries with the correct answers in their order of appearance. Win, 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 win. And now, listen carefully. The first 100 entries to list the titles to those Beatle hits in their order of appearance win choice seats to the Big Beatle Show, August 21st in Bush Memorial Stadium. Send your entry on a postcard and mail to Beatles, KXOK, St. Louis, 13, Missouri. Wow. A hundred tickets. That's, I mean, that's, uh, they don't give that out anymore. No, I don't You're lucky ever if you get one movie pass for two. Yeah, I don't ever remember like giving away a hundred tickets, especially to something that was as coveted as a Beatles show. And deciphering the medley, getting a postcard, mailing it in. I think the elevator's too easy now. I think we can change that up a little bit. Well, I mean, you're also not going to win tickets to see the Beatles, and I, I'm just, you know, really, it's got to, uh, it's going to be. I, I would like to know this, and this is a dumb question, I'm sure. So go ahead and throw stones. Can you ask the question before I start teasing? Yeah, you? I will. Is this the Bush Stadium one or two? Because in my head, I guess because during my childhood it was two. And then this is yeah. Bush Stadium number three. Well, wasn't the first one Sportsman's Park? Right. But that's my question. Was it, it they said Bush Memorial Stadium, so. It was the round one. <laughs> okay. Well, that clear. The round one that they tore down in yeah. our lifetime. Okay. I've seen the pictures of where they were set up. The one stuff. that has the, had the arches on the top? Yeah. And. They played in one of those little cheesy band shells you see in parks. And I remember talking to the parks director here in St. Louis, and he said, they're not sure, but that band shell that the Beatles used is somewhere still in the system. Maybe they buried it with the Ferris wheel from the World's Fair. It's it's a possibility. We could, we could start a uh, conspiracy theory. We really that. could. Hey, one more historic note I wanted to pass along, and this is from the world of film, but it was also in this day, and, and I love the backstory to this, that in 1974, they debuted the film Blazing Saddles. 74, were you born yet? Um, I was born, Still and I heard um, Jennifer and Wendy talking about that today, and Wendy was saying 
that that's one of her husband's all-time faves. Very Couldn't funny. have been Jennifer. She took the day off. But uh, Oh, well, then it was just Wendy. Um, but did they talk about what they did for the premiere? No. Uh, I don't know, because I was kind of walking in the halls, getting things off the printer and things like that. Maxie, did you know the story, the backstory behind the uh, debut of that film? I can't wait for you to tell us. So that's a no. Uh, Burbank, California, the Pickwick Drive-In Theater. Attendees, many sporting cowboy hats, watch the movie on horseback. Oh, that's cool. Everybody at the drive-in, I guess, was given a horse. They were on the horse. Uh, the sound came through a speaker that was attached to the saddle. The studio had set up a, wait for it, hospitality bar. Stop it. True story. And the guests got horse divorce. Yeah. That's pretty cute. That, That's a good little yeah. promotion. I I never heard that story. By the way, the movie grossed $119 million. Top the box office sales in 74. Pretty impressive because Godfather 2 was playing. Towering Inferno was playing. And uh, Mel Brooks up against himself as young Frankenstein. Also, he was on a roll then. Yeah, he really was. Horseback. Horseback. I love, I don't know, and Max, and maybe being a movie guy, maybe you know. Is there a book out, as far as you know, about film premieres because the Wizard of Oz stories incredibly fascinating and this one I mean I think that could be your first book John Carney so you haven't stumbled on anything I've not gone looking for a book solely about movie premieres no I, I'm gonna do oh it I'll, I'll handle it don't worry about it it is uh, 146 wand off coming up Mr. Johnny, I believe we have the man himself today, do we, we do. not? Yes, we do. Uh, Gloria Gaynor, next hour, documentary out about her. It's called, wait for it, I Will Survive. <laughs> a, a journey of faith, hope, and a magnificent second act. It's an anthem. Put your hand it, over your heart when you hear it. Yeah, it it certainly became that, and... I started poking around online and I thought, I wonder how many people uh I wonder how many people covered that song. And I immediately found a website that listed a top twenty. So I asked Maxie to grab some of those summer toe tappers, summer head scratchers. Yeah, we've got uh we'll have clips next hour from Katie Lang and Cake. That one actually charted uh we have got REM. Uh, a band called Snuff that I've never heard of before. Something called the Go Cats as well. The Go Cats. I love cake, by the way. Uh, if anyone's playing the home game. 147. Should we break before we find us a Johnny? I think so, yeah. Johnny Landoff Chevrolet. Go Chevy Bolt. Go Chevy Bolt. Go Chevy Bolt. Go Chevy Bolt. Well, dug deep and a little update for you. I cannot find online a book about film premieres and things that may or may not have happened at them. So that's going to be my uh, retirement right there. 
get a pen that book and off we go and I'll get the last laugh. Think of Let's the tax go. deductions coming your way for your travel. That yeah, that too. Be able to get myself a, a brand new car. Where on earth would I buy hmm. that? Any ideas? Hmm. Same place you bought like your last five, I think. Yeah. Yes. That would be you, Johnny Landoff. How are things? Well, I have Kitty Keneally Harrison here with me also. Hey guys, how Hi. are you? Who is happy with sunshine? Although it's a little cloudy right now, I know it's gonna not gonna last. No, and sixty four for the high, it makes a huge difference. I'm walking on sunshine. I'm telling Red, I'm walking on a cloud outside. I just get so excited because it feels like spring. It feels it does, like it. but don't let your guard down. Everybody be in a good mood. I mean, we have customers everywhere. We've got great deals on the lot. We've got, we're starting to see sale prices we've never seen before. And did you see that one? Fifteen thousand dollars off of a Silverado. Oh, are you kidding me? Yeah, that's nuts. That's what happens when you, uh, you know, turn your uh, business over to your sons. Fifteen thousand dollars. <laughs> are they going to? Are they going to be in trouble, Johnny, for doing that? No. You're no. kidding me. They're such they're such phenomenal young men. And that's because they were really primarily raised by their mother. That's why they're such good, good, they're good young good men. Uh, yeah. and uh no, but uh yeah, great, great, great deals. And uh there's a, a GM loyalty. GM loyalty, if you own a GM vehicle, thousand dollars toward a purchase, five hundred on the lease for any blazer, equinox, trailblazer, or traverse. A thousand dollars. So you don't have to trade the GM vehicle in. Now, we would love you to. Right. But if not, you know, you keep it, but you still get $1,000 on top of the Are other. Are you vehicle. kidding me? I'm Are not you kidding, kidding you. you. I would never kid you. No. Huh? We're, not, we're not those kind of people. We tell it like it is. We call them like we see them. And it's a great time to buy a new vehicle, and we are ready to sell them. Or a pre-owned vehicle. Look at all those pre-owned ones out there, John. Tremendous. And what about the huge. Autoplex? Huge, huge inventory at the Autoplex. Uh, Got to well, give some love to Jimmy Sappho. I yeah. know. We always yeah. like to say huge because my husband does that. That's because it's so big it doesn't need an H. Yeah. That's why are we mentioning your husband right now? <laughs> I don't know. You know, he hasn't called me in like over a month. He hasn't, you know, unless he needs something, I get a call. Huh. You know, uh, it was our anniversary yesterday, John, 42 years. Unbelievable. Oh, God, happy way. anniversary. That's a big Thank deal. You, very much. you talk about a saint. <laughs> Oh my God! Isn't you that are funny? you are a saint. Yeah. You are a saint. But uh, no, it's a uh, you know, great weather right now. You think back just a few weeks ago, oof, it was so cold I couldn't even take Drake for a long walk because his little paws would get all frozen. So now oh. you know uh, we were looking to get little uh, uh, you know dog booties. You know, uh, we did that. Them. It's officially we're I, I know we're officially empty nesters by the fact that we're buying boots for our dogs. Is dog booty a bad name? Do they keep them on? They do. No. Yeah, it's like a little sock thing, and 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 it and helps their cute little paws. Okay, Max, so are you going to give us dog booty? No, I have to check into no. that because uh, Jake, he's, he's a good boy, good boy, good boy. So no, everything's online, Lawndoff.com or LawndoffAutoplex.com, and yeah. Uh, uh, and how, how often can you go there? All the time, twenty four seven. Okay, there you go, twenty four seven, three sixty five. You know, you, you guys have like a Vegas people. act. <laughs> <laughs> They're We're of taking it on the road for the Super Bowl. Yes, woohoo! Max, was that a real laugh? Yeah, you know, I, it's funny. I was I was someplace yesterday, and I that's laughed, good. and they said, "Wow, that fake laugh." And I thought, "No, that's just how I sound." <laughs> 
That's a great laugh. I it's like a good it. Laugh. It's a very I good don't laugh. hear it enough. <laughs> well, that's you know, me. I don't. Be funnier. He laughs when we're on the air because he thinks Ouch. he's funny. Yeah, it's true. Isn't I should be funnier? Ouch. I mean, uh, kind of the onus is on Carney, yeah. Man. Well, you two make it. Well, you three make a tremendous team. It's just, you know, Kitty and I come on. We're just like icing on the cake. Aren't we, oh, oh, I love being huh? icing because I, I love icing. $15,000 off a of Silverado LTZ. $9,500 off of a 24 Silverado LT, $6,400 off of a 24 Equinox LT. Uh-oh. Who came up with these prices? <laughs> you are never going to be able to retire doing that. No. Uh, you know, I'm not going to retire. You know, as car dealers are kind of like attorneys. You know, they keep practicing law even in their, like, 70s and 80s. Yeah, I won't uh, be here all the time, but, you know, I'm always – you know, I'm always able to be reached, and uh, my cell phone has been on my business card uh, for, I don't know, probably 35 years. So, you it's know, true. I love people. Since before they had cell phones. Yeah, I think so. I know. Dixie cups and strings way back in the day. <laughs> That's remember right. That? Yes, I do, actually. Yeah, I bet you remember when you sold your first Model T. Hello? <laughs> no. My very first car I sold in the summer of 1976 was a 1974 Ford Torino station wagon. Oh, uh, chocolate brown, snazzy, and vinyl interior, about thirty-four thousand miles. Nobody Probably had a Casey nope. sticker on it. Nope, 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 nope. He, uh, this gentleman worked. Uh, he worked for uh, a McDonald Douglas, and his wife was a teacher at Ferguson Forest School District. Oh. That's somebody who takes care of their customers. Remembering one from nineteen seventy-six. Johnny, we'll come see you if you don't mind. Oh, we would love promise? it. All right. Yeah. When, when, when are we going to get together for lunch at uh, uh, Sugar Fire? Oh, uh, delicious. I guess when as soon as I see the wallet, I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Great. Well, listen, have a great rest of the show and just know we'll be listening. Yes. And enjoy this weather. Thanks, guys. Have a good we week. Are. Don't forget. We're soaking up the sun. Dog. 270 in Washington, Elizabeth Exit, and the Autoplex, of course. At Highway 70 and Exit 79 and com. Kitty always bubbly, but she seemed extra bubbly. Did well, she not? Well, she just celebrated an anniversary. Yeah. So she's probably, okay. you know, she's just got a floating on full of sunshine. Yeah. She does indeed. So happy anniversary to her. And seriously, those... Uh, those discounts they have thrown our way this month are pretty exceptional, I gotta say. Um, speaking of money, 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 the uh, St. Louis Guns and Hoses Boxing Association, now that the dust has settled from uh, Guns and Hoses event around Thanksgiving, made the check presentation to backstoppers another one million dollars wow so thank you for the support absolutely that is tremendous 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 absolutely so just wanted to uh, bring that up and throw props where they're due gloria Gaynor coming up we'll have that for you next hour and uh there you go quick break come back a couple other things to say And we'll have more of this. Don't leave. 
I don't have a break here. We don't have Sorry. a break here. Uh, that was a miscommunication behind the scenes. I will tell you that Alex Stone from ABC will be joining us in less than an hour. John Carney and Julie Stone? Buck, what is Alex Stone going to talk about with us? This is craziness. So, obviously, they're still investigating what happened with uh, the Boeing 737s and those Max 9s where, oh, the plug fell off or whatever. So, as they investigate and go deep, they find, wait for it, workers forgot to install the bolts. Doggone it. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure that Boeing didn't want that made public knowledge. What does it mean? What's going to happen? Haven't the faintest. We'll check in with Alex Stone on this new development. But kind of surprising. Kind of surprising that somebody would even admit to it. Like, I couldn't find a screwdriver. I'm sorry. Crazy. Crazy. Somebody from the 636 on the Michael's Bath text line, they said that their German Shepherd... His name is Levi. Um, we've seen him on Instagram. Barks whenever we say money, money, money. All right, that's that's pretty weird, but funny. Absolutely hilarious. Um, what else? Uh, uh, there was something in the news about hurricanes that I thought was terrifying, actually, because you know hurricanes have designations uh, up to Category Five. And a Category 5 hurricane is winds of 158 miles an hour or greater. Okay? Yeah. That's pretty beyond intense. significant. Yeah. Now, uh, the people at, uh, you know, the weather folks, wherever they are, they're saying they need to come up with the Category 6 designation because the hurricanes are stronger than ever. Kind of frightening. I got to say, kind of frightening. On the text anyway. line, we just made the dog bark again. Money! Money! <laughs> Let's have him on the show. I know. We need to <laughs> have him on. dog in the studio. Might be a first. Might be a first. All right. News coming up. We'll do that now. Glory Gaynor next hour on KTRS. Big 550 KTRS. This is the Carney Show. Welcome back to the program. And what we try to do day in, day out, bring you conversations with interesting people. And got to say, we nailed it this time. When I first heard that Gloria Gaynor would be available for an interview, I have to tell you the truth. At first, I was afraid. I'm sorry. I won't do that again. I... <laughs> Good morning. How many people throw terrible jokes like that at you? Well, you didn't hang up. That's a good sign. I appreciate that. Um, we get a film coming down the pike, and this is something uh, that's kind of a one-shot deal. The The people at Fathom Events do this. They take a concert or a special thing, do screenings all over the country for a day. But I imagine this also later will be able to uh, digest. And it's about Gloria Gaynor, but not probably the one you know. Uh, I know you've written about your life in an autobiography, but is it weird to see it on a big screen? It is weird. <laughs> it is very different, and um, but very... Um, 
um, cathartic uh, to see uh, all of the different things that, that I've been through and and to and be pleased to be able to say that I've come through those things. I'm better for them. I have not let them define me, um, but they have helped to help me to grow, forced me to grow in some instances, and um, and have made me a, 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 the person that I am today. I, I probably could have arrived here by different means. I often say if you're going to go to Florida from New York, you don't have to go by way of California. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but um, nonetheless, I have arrived where I am today, and I have to say that I am pleased with um, what I've done with those things in my life, not allowing them to define me, but allowing them to help me grow. You know, this just kind of hit me as our conversation began. Obviously, the tune I Will Survive changed your world forever, and it has become a national anthem of empowerment for women. And you have overcome so many things, and you have taken charge. And that was after you had done the song. So at the time that you recorded it, you really didn't even know that you would be living that as you went along. Well, the fact of the matter is I was living it before I recorded it. I was living it as I recorded it. When I I was standing in a back brace when, when, when I asked my producers what would be the B-side of the song that the record company had sent me to them to record. They gave me the lyrics to I Will Survive, and I thought, oh, my God, I'm standing here relating to this song, the fact that I'm in a back brace. The fact that I'm hoping I overcome this 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 surgery that I've just had. The fact that I'm hoping I overcome, completely overcome the fact that my mother had passed away a couple of years prior, hoping that uh, you know, wondering if I'd ever really overcome that. So um, to have that song uh, and to record that song was really inspiring, even for me. And therefore, I was exp- expecting and hoping, believing that it would be inspirational to others as well. That's why I worked so hard to have it become available to the public as the A side of the record when it was originally recorded as the B side. Wow. There are two references to a back brace. Fill me in on that. What had happened? I fell on stage and um, fell backwards over a monitor ah. and uh, and jumped up, finished my show, went out to breakfast, and woke up the next morning paralyzed from the waist down. How long were you paralyzed? Only for a few hours, but I couldn't, I still couldn't walk. Yeah. I couldn't, I was was not paralyzed after that, but I couldn't walk. And I had, I was in the hospital for three and a half months with them testing and trying all different kinds of things. And then finally giving uh, me surgery uh, to fuse my spine, the lower part of my spine, uh, and then uh, in a back brace for three months um, until I was able to remove the back brace and walk again. I Will Survive, the film that's showing nationwide uh, on the 13th, but I'm sure later it's going to stream or come back to theaters or what have you. And it chronicles a lot of your life outside of your big hit and being the disco queen. But there were some stories in there that weren't exactly 
celebrations, you know, financial issues, your health that you just mentioned, uh, drugs, which, you know, were hard to even avoid in the late 70s, early 80s. So talk about those times. And do you remember how you felt when you were there? Oh, yeah. I remember, you know, being elated uh, uh, and uh, um, uh, with my career and how it was going and how I will survive at least number one came back down to number two, when do you think I'm sexy, pushed it off, and then went back up, pushing not, do you think I'm sexy, off the charts, went back up to number one. Uh, I remember how I felt about all of that. I remember how I felt when I would be in a store and would hear I will survive, come over the speakers, and wishing people there would know that it was me that had supported <laughs> that. <laughs> I felt with my family and my friends uh, uh, congratulating me and being pleased for me and proud of me. Um, yeah, I remember all that. I I can't even imagine what it feels like to tap into the inspiration for so many people. And I would think daily you get thank yous from folks saying, I was in a dark place. That song really helped lift me out of it. Thank you, Gloria, for what you did. Yeah, I do. I do, and it really, really um, not only has become the, the core of my purpose, but it adds such meaning to my life. That is wonderful. And still recording and still running around and doing shows. Is it as much fun as it was then? Stay away from the oh, monitors. Yes, it absolutely is just as much fun as it ever was because every audience is new, you know, and, and, and every audience has been appreciative and, and, and celebrating me and celebrating my music and celebrating how the music has helped them. And so it's, it's still absolutely wonderful for me. And every time it's, it's, it's new every morning. 2019 gave us an album called Testimony. And that was the first one from you that, that dipped into the waters of gospel music and that's kind of surprising to me. I would have thought it it was in your roots from the beginning. <laughs> no, it wasn't. For because my mother was inundated with church as a child. Her mother was in Tecate Church, not just on Sunday, but several times during the week. And she made a silent vow that she wouldn't do that to her children. So she went completely the opposite direction <laughs> and didn't take us to church at all. So release-wise, what's coming up from you? Are you going to go uh, and, and do another gospel album or some pop? or What what do you want to do? I'm working with some great artists, writers, that is, that, that have written for wonderful artists such as Dolly Parton, Megan Trainor, Taylor Swift, Miley Cyrus, uh, and, and, and more. And um, uh, so we're coming out with some new music very soon. Wow. And... It's going to be inspirational. It won't be gospel music, but it will be inspirational uh, because that is always my purpose, to inspire and uplift and encourage and empower people. You do it. I'm super excited about checking out the movie and looking forward to your new releases. And thanks to you, in no small part, we will all survive. Gloria, thanks so much for the time. Group, you guys probably weren't discotheking it, but... Uh... I was there. I mean, I was born in 78, so that was kind of the tail end of disco. So 
by the time I knew what was going on, the 80s, uh, 19, uh, you know, uh, 80s MTV generation was all going on. Yeah, that tune actually came out in 78, so maybe it was playing in the nursery. Right. You had no idea you were actually <laughs> It was on the baby it. monitor. It was on the baby monitor. I heard something um, funny the other day about the 80s, and or no, about the 90s, where somebody, where they were saying, that we were all investing in Beanie Babies when we should have been buying Apple stock. And ain't that the truth? If I would have spent on Apple stock what I spent on Beanie Babies in the 90s, I wouldn't be here. Uh, Yes, you would. You love it. You love it. I knew it was a popular song. It got a Grammy uh, in a category I believe that no longer exists. Best disco song. (laughs) Yeah, I think they got rid of that category pretty quickly. But in 1978, they had it well, it hung in there for a while. It got a Grammy for Best Disco Recording in 1980. So, did hang around a while. 2016, the Library of Congress deeming that song culturally, historically, and artistically significant. And uh, it's also been named one of the best pop songs of all time. You know, we all have our own feelings about it, but whatever. Whatever. I was surprised at how many covers there were. And uh, I'd like to travel down this road a little bit. Um, The only one I could think of was by Cake. And let's hear a little bit of that now. I'm a big fan of Cake anyway, and we'll talk about it in a moment. At first I was afraid, I was petrified I kept thinking I could never live without you by my side But then I spent so many nights just thinking how you'd done me wrong I grew strong, I learned how to get along Now, I really like Cake, so they were true to form to the band They didn't mess with the song, in my mind, a whole lot but Gloria Gaynor was very public about that version in particular because they do drop a little vulgarity, and she was not happy about that. Glad we didn't get to that part. Right. Uh, there were over 20 in just a quick scan online of that tune. Some amusing, some not so much. Maxie subjected to... Most of those, and uh, so what do you think? What'd you like? What'd you not like? Let's play a bit of Katie Lang. Pretty good. Some horns in there and everything. Pretty good, but I think to tackle that is... That's a giant to slay, you know, that song. And then you have a really sad version from R.E.M., I will survive. <laughs> go on now, go. Walk out that door. It's kind of, it's not inspiring. It's kind of sad. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's kind of them. They yeah, kind of cast that shadow to begin with. Now, you said you like this band called Snuff. Is this clean? Have you listened to it? Uh, a little bit, but stay by the button okay. just in case. But it's a very different tempo. And then, yeah, it's definitely, you know, 
the mosh pit gets going. On the Michael's Bath text line, 84126 from the 314, Jesse sings uh, a little of the song on Saved by the Bell, which we'd have to dig 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 that that up. And then the Go-Cats, never heard of the Go-Cats before. This was the one that Carney said you liked, right, Carney? Yep. If you're going to go to the trouble to cover somebody's tune, you want to put your stamp on it. And I think these guys stamped all over it. It sounds like Oscar the Grouch singing the song. It does. It does. Yeah, I don't think Gloria Gaynor had a mosh pit, you know. But if she did, that would have been the way she had played it. Um, So, yeah, there you go, Gloria Gaynor. And that film, they did the one night showing in theaters already, but it's going to be streamed. I would love to tell you on which platform, but I'm not exactly sure. I will look into it, I promise. Captain Paul's going to pop in in a wee bit of time. Before we get there, speaking of popping in, Stuart Rosenblum popping in on us uh, last week. And saying, 3 o'clock in the morning, I sat up and I came up with a new program. Who does that? Stuart. Stewie. Yeah. And it's a program that uh, other lenders and people that refinance haven't done. And it's a bit of a gamble on his part to offer up an interest rate lower than the current interest rate, expecting things to go back down. And if they do go down to the rate that he gives you, if it goes below that, He'll swing back around and we'll do it again, give you the even lower rate. And with the bagel loan, what do you got to lose? You're not paying uh, closing costs. You're not paying appraisal fees. And I would imagine it also applies if you're trying to get pre-approved as well uh, if you are in the market to buy a home. So give him a ring. You know, he pays his cell phone bill so you can call him directly. 314-324-4440. Or check out testimonials, other programs, and more online at stewartsamc.com. It's time now to go to the KTRS Traffic Center and look at the roads. Here's Captain Paul Kopsky. Okay, thank you, Julie. Emergency vehicles are on eastbound 44 before 64 for an incident. There's a stalled vehicle on westbound 64 at that exit to Boone's Crossing. Debris in the roadway on eastbound 70 at Florissant Road has the right lane blocked. And there's a stalled car on 270 south past Big Bend blocking the right lane. From the KTRS Traffic Center, I'm Captain Paul Kopsky on the Big 550 KTRS. Yes, you are, Mo Capitan, and everybody in the room and beyond all want to know the same thing. So are you going to do anything for the big game? (laughs) (laughs) I thought if he asks him this question again, I just don't even know what to say. I'll just copy and paste. Okay. Yeah, copy and paste. See last show. Go to KTRS Rewind. I'm curious what (laughs) Paul thinks, though, about this this tiny controversy about... Tay Tay and Kelsey about how like Kelsey's mom is not commenting 
on if Taylor's going to be there. Tra- uh, Travis is not commenting. And now, apparently, the FAA has said there's no flights scheduled from Tokyo to Vegas. I feel like maybe they're over. Maybe they broke up before the big game. What say you, Paul? I say it's just a matter of logistics. You know, it's, yeah. she's in Japan, right? Or right. going to be in Japan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I yeah. mean, how far is Japan from... Uh, Vegas. It's pretty it's a far. Long drive. But she, <laughs> but she travels back in time because she's, you know, Taylor Swift. You can't get there from there. Mm. You can. Mm-hmm. But you can go backward in time and get more hours back mm-hmm. by gaining some hours. But you know, she didn't thank her BF during the Grammys. He wasn't there. I kind of feel yeah. like oh. maybe they're just waiting till after the Super Bowl to say, yeah, we're we're donezo. And then the mom, Mama Kelsey, as people like to call her, she was saying that she doesn't think she's going to be in one of the suites for the game. She's just going to be in the stands like everybody else because the suites cost so much money. Money. And I'm sitting here going, okay. Well, your son's dating a billionaire. I know. <laughs> or maybe he's not anymore. I mean, right. The richest maybe. female in the world. Yeah. Maybe. yeah. They're still together. She's going to go. And, of course, that's when they're going to step onto the field and endorse Joe Biden. Yet another conspiracy theory you may oh, want to kick around at that, the dinner table. There's a lot of people saying that and other people saying that they noticed that she unveiled a new all-white manicure on her hands, which is something that a bride or somebody getting engaged would typically have on You're their You're one of 11 people that would know that. I'm just saying. No, I think it's because her new record is all shrouded in black and white, the, uh, the the Poet Society or whatever the name of the record is. The Dead is. Poet Society. Something like that. Yeah. I see. So, Polly, did you get to hear Gloria Gaynor? Yeah, I did. I heard uh, part of your interview with her and... Uh, Hopefully, we will survive after hearing all those other versions. We will survive. Look at you. I like how Paul said he only he- heard part of your interview. Yeah. He just couldn't take that. it anymore. I he was had to turn preparing. It I caught that, too. Um, so, were you swept up in the disco era as I was? Well, uh, in the 70s, that was, well, I was in my teens in the 70s, born in 63, so... By 1980, I was 17. So I missed the disco era at the clubs. By at the clubs. The clubs? The clubs. <laughs> Explain the, to me the how we're the same age, and I didn't miss it. Oh, Different really? crowds. Yeah, well, you were on your own at 15, Carney. Living in a I'm hotel I'm on my room. own now. No, but I'm saying Paul wasn't set up in a hotel room by himself at Paul 15. Paul had parents. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was well, that probably explains it. Still a wildly popular song. A lot of people are going to check out this movie. Her autobiography's on the shelves. That's doing well. Um, and karaoke bars, that's another thing. I would imagine easily, along with My Way and uh, I don't know what some Love of the Shack. other ones. But I would think... Um, I will survive. Got to be in the top five. Oh, Does yeah. she get Ten, money every time sure. somebody karaoke's top that song? Top five for sure. Money. Money. She didn't money. write it, but I think they did work out a way that the recording artists also got a little scratch. Hmm. They still play I Will Survive on some of the stations around here. So, Wait, you listen when to other When you're not radio? listening to us? <laughs> uh, somebody <laughs> told me. Oh, okay. Good answer. My brother told me. Okay. I really see you, after imbibing a little elixir, that a microphone and a stage 
would be calling to you, and <laughs> you'd be doing a song. I'm just not much of a karaoke guy. What's your go? Well, drink more. What's your go-to? <laughs> My go-to? Yeah. Uh, if you about, had to. Uh, Stone Temple Pilots. Now, that's surprising. Uh, it is. I would have had you Interstate for Walk Love the song? Line. Is that what you're going to do? Interstate, yeah, Interstate Love Song. Love song. So there you go. I, have you ever karaoke before? No, I never have, but I have watched. Julie, have you karaoke? Yes. Okay, Carney. Ah, oh, I Carney did a live a, album. Carney ah. has has a go to, of course. Well, I used to. I used to go. No, I'm not. I'm not going to do. I'm not Don't make do me it. sing. And then Don't I get up there. Make me sing. Then I get up there, and I'm kind of carried away. With it. I'm like, all right, and this one's off my first album. I really hope you enjoy it. You know, I, and I, I like it. I do. Um, You're kidding. No, true story. Attention I do. It's a wonder- in a public place. <laughs> a Wonderful World as Louis Armstrong, which I got to do last because it just t- ruins my voice. You got to have gravel uh, in your throat to do that one, right? Monster Mash. Oh, my Lord. Yeah. <laughs> as Bella Lugosi. And then if I... The uh, Monster Mash. Just want to let my hair down and uh, be me, I'll usually hit him with a... Allman Brothers version of Stormy Monday and bring down the house. Thank bring you. Down the house. Where do we go to see this? I... The album available in the foyer on the way home. Drive safely and tip your bartenders and waitresses. Wow. I wow. mean, where where do you karaoke? Where is the last place? Do you remember? Barely. Cruise ships, I think, was the last time I did Oh, my God. It. So um, people couldn't get away. It was on a cruise ship or in right. China. I think it might have been in China because every other building was karaoke. Boy, if you bring down the house on a cruise ship, the boat's sinking. That's true. Were people jumping off the boat? That's what I'm thinking. All right, enough. Uh. You haven't even heard me. Don't judge. (laughs) So would everybody uh, be up for getting together and going out and karaokeing some nights so we have more stories? Only if you can karaoke, I will survive as Carol Channing. Wow. Okay. That's It's a hard no like, for me. We're like doing mad libs here. Okay. All right. I would go I will do that. I'm just we being honest. Go. I would go and be part of the crowd. Yeah. Well, no, well you'll Carney, be singing too. Yeah, huh? Carney wants you to sing. That's, oh, the, okay. that's the point. How about you, Max? <laughs> I'll give you one guess, Julie. <laughs> <laughs> Max has to brush his hair that night. Yeah. Yeah. Max's song I'm guessing is an instrumental. Exactly. If I had to guess. How can you sing an instrumental? Thank you, Paul. Yeah. My point exactly. And that concludes our break. <laughs> Thank you, Capitan. Thank you, Jim. All right, so get, give me some dates, guys, and I'll find us a good karaoke bar. 239, Carney Show, back after these important words. I totally can see it. Captain Paul in his leather pants. Or leatherette. <laughs> I'm never going to get you guys to a karaoke bar, am I? I already said down, no. Gentlemen. I know, but people backtrack and think, you know what? That's not a bad idea. It'd be some good team building, some fellowship. Nah, my days of going to bars are long gone. Some embarrassment. You know what? I have a karaoke machine in my house. I may just bring it to work. Then what? Uh Uh-huh.
You'd have to have did, Josh carry it inside. The Michael's Baths text line, 84126, says, Did I see correctly that you'll all be at the woodworking show? Will Max and Paul be there as well? And I will tell the listeners that, yes, John and Julie will be there. I will be here pressing buttons, and Paul will be here with me doing traffic. So, no, you won't be able to meet me or Paul, but that's okay. I am so excited. What woodworking show? We're going to be at the woodworking show over in Illinois. When Where? When? I have nothing to wear. Uh, February 23rd. You should have gotten the email from our staff, hopefully. I am guessing that McGraw is incredibly jealous. I had, Yeah, we had He'll the same conversation. Anyway. He'll probably just come anyway. The last time that Martin Kilcoin and I went to the woodworking show years ago, McGraw just came over to just say hi. To woodwork. Yeah, exactly, because he loves that stuff. Let's yeah, just when I was at, throw down I did a remote, woodwork. I, I did a remote at Boardwalk, and he just... He was just hovering. And I thought, hey, you want to go on the air? And next thing I know, he's overlooking at planks and, you know, totally uh, uh, immersed in that. So, yeah, it's a safe bet he's going to be there. I need the wood uh, around my garage replaced. you think he wants to come over and do that on the weekends? You know, he, he built <laughs> my son's Pinewood Derby car with John. Uh, with jo- I add the uh, with yeah, John. I added that at the end there. Did he win trophies? Uh, most creative. Oh, good. But that was it. And that was John's biggest contribution to the project. So. Right. I know. Yeah. My husband got dog. really carried away with those. I can admit it now. Yeah. And the boys yeah, were think... like rolling their eyes. And he was like, you see, you put some weights on it down here. It'll make it go faster. <laughs> Here's the nitrous injection to get it up to 180 <laughs> miles an hour. Exactly. <laughs> So, if you try something and it doesn't go well, I don't mean like eat something, but like, hey, I'm going to try rolling out a new product or something and nation's going to love it and they don't. And you're like, okay, let's just pretend that didn't happen. And it happens to to everybody, including giant corporations like Coca-Cola. Who remembers when they rolled out the new formula? And it was like, bam, 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 here's our brand new Coke. And 11 people bought it. And they just secretly kind of took it back off the shelves. And like, here's our original formula again. Which they never should have walked away from in the first time. Well, Domino's did that too, didn't they? Didn't they change change up their ingredients? Yeah. I've heard conspiracy yeah. theories about Coca-Cola that they actually wanted to make a major marketing push and classic Coke was always their plan, that they actually put out new Coke, it failed, and they brought classic Coke or Coca-Cola classic and it was gigantic. That, that was all on purpose. So is this on purpose? They just announced today they are going to roll out Another new flavor. And it's not one of these limited time only. They're they're going all in and saying this is going to be uh, always. It's our permanent addition to the Coca-Cola line. Coca-Cola spiced. Blending traditional Coke flavor with raspberry and spiced flavors. Available in sugar and zero sugar varieties. Raspberry Coke is pretty good. You can get those at some of those uh, 
those you know when you can get your own soda someplace i can't think of what oh called. yeah yeah raspberry coke is pretty good i'm not really a fan of coca-cola in general I'm more of a <gasps> more of a pepsi person so it is the choice yeah i had a pepsi the other day and i thought i really can't even tell the difference yeah. and i know have you I never taken the challenge i can tell the difference pepsi's a lot sweeter a lot more sugar. can we do a pepsi challenge here on the carney show uh, it was riveting i'm buying I'll, I'll drink it i'm buying. buying if you're drinking while we're doing karaoke, while we've done Nutter Butters, we've done Big Macs, let's throw a beverage into the mix. Why not? Why wouldn't we? But I was just stunned that, that Coke's doing it again. But they're not. They're not getting rid of anything. <laughs> but it's like, hey, we're rolling out another. What about people, vanilla Coke? Ugh. People love your brand. Those are getting harder to find, I think. I think that one's going the way of the new Coke. Nope. Sorry. Remember Tab? I mean, uh, my grandmother lived to be 93, and I think she lived on tab. The most underrated soda of all time, Ugh. very tough to find, is Royal Crown. Or how about a Fresca? Mm? Mm? Do you mm? not like the RC Cola? I do like RC. Very much so. But again, I don't have a discerning palate when it comes to sweet drinks. Couldn't tell you. One you could, yes, you could. Like you could tell between a Dr. Dr. Pepper and a oh, Coke yeah. and a Pepsi. Oh yeah. Dr. Pepper has its own little zhuzh to it. Yeah, it's it's like a cherry type of weird thing going on there. Yeah, but as far as basic colas, I can't tell the difference. But I will tell you, Mr. Suvlaki, who came in yesterday, uh, brought in some Greek sodas, and they're made with partially natural fruit juice, and I had the orange one and the cherry one. They were delicious, but I don't know where you can can get them. You got Jalesco. I don't know if I said that right, which is the uh, the Latin American soda. That's really good. You got Ski with uh, cane sugar out of Breeze, Illinois. There are options. So uh, I don't know. The on the guy. text line, the Michael's Baths text line from the 773, seven, the Dollar seven, three. Tree has Royal Crown Soda. And there's one that I pass all the time, so I will run in there and see if I can find some I'm going to have to grab some RC Cola from the Dollar Tree. Uh, Someone else uh, from 314 says, Pepsi is sweeter than Coke. That is true. And Sprite is sweeter than 7-Up. Yes, 7-Up has almost this this kind of uh, bitterness to it. But but as far as clear sodas go, there's a new competitor to Sprite called Starry. And that is fantastic. It is caffeine-free. And I like it better than Sprite. I've had that too. Do you remember the quick minute when uh, Weight Watchers soda was on the market? Of course I do. Hashtag fat kid. Sorry. Um, well, Pop was the spokesman, so or a spokesman. So there would be cases and cases at our house of Weight Watchers soda, and lucky us, my dad was the beer guy. Yeah, I would. I would <laughs> rather have lived there. Yeah. Um. This, you know, I want to be kind because I think the Weight Watchers brand's still around, but the soda, stick to the diet food. I remember taking the cans of soda and going out to Innsbruck on the weekends and uh, shaking up cans, putting them in trees and hitting them with my BB gun. It's a stunner that you got kicked out of the club. What's that? Didn't you get kicked out of the the club? What club? Innsbruck. No. Wow. Okay. No, but you live in that world. 
Um, we got to get to Alex Stone here in just a couple of minutes. And if I don't uh, give Alan Roofing some love, I'll probably be in the boss's office. But uh, easy peasy. They are terrific. They have not only taken care of stuff for Julie, they've done stuff for me as well, even mailboxes. They built shutters for me, and they fixed her mailbox. And it's a roofing company. So safe to say, you know, they got it going on. Absolutely. And if you need some work done, they can do it. Don't be put off by the fact that they are utilized by construction companies to build whole subdivisions. They do corporate jobs for giant retail spaces. But don't think if you've just got a hole or some shingles that need to be replaced in your 1,500-square-foot home, they would treat that any differently than anything else. Their customers mean everything. The tradition continues. So if you need them, they are there. Find them online, aroofing.net. I think that'd be another really good choice for Captain Paul and his karaoke. Yeah, I do too. Little come as you are as his encore number. Maybe. I mean, is there? There's got to be a song about cars and traffic, and I mean, other than like the Beatles, uh, fast car. Oh, kind of a yeah. popular song right now. It really is. Good call, yeah. Carney. I'll work on it, but How getting you all you together. Yeah. Getting you guys all together is going to be another issue. I bet if we did karaoke, together. Alex Stone would be there to karaoke with us. What's your go-to song, Alex Stone, from ABC? Oh, I don't know. Uh, take me down to the paradise city where the grass is. Um, but now I'm going to have <laughs> come as you are. in my head all day now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, you're invited to the party. journey. I could do a little journey. Wow, we got a whole album worth from we Alex do. Stone. <laughs> so I smell we a see in the, in the news as the investigation goes on with these Boeing 737 Maxes, uh, and you know the little detail of like bolts falling out and stuff, that they learned that somebody or some workers just forgot to put them on. If that was me, I wouldn't tell anybody. How did they find out? <laughs> I don't think they did tell anybody, but it was uh, <laughs> photos that were sent between Boeing employees, text messages. That Then they went back and they looked at those photos and went, oh, we never put the bolts back on there. That So that the allegation from the NTSB now is that there had been no bolts on the door since the plane was delivered to Alaska Airlines uh, in the end of October. And uh, that this was a brand-new plane. It flew about 150 flights with no bolts keeping that door in place, it is amazing that it did not fly out before then. Imagine had they been halfway to Hawaii and 35,000 feet and the door flew out. It would have ripped the plane apart. Everybody would have been dead in the, uh-huh. the middle of the ocean. But what their allegation here is, is that when the fuselage, when the plane was being built, got to Boeing from Spirit Aerosystems that, that makes the, the fuselage in Wichita, that Boeing employees noticed some problems with the rivets near that door plug, and they removed the door plug to work on the rivets. They had Spirit uh, Aerosystems, not Airlines, uh, removed the, the door plug. They worked on the rivets, put the door plug back in, and they just simply forgot to put the bolts on that door, and they wow. covered it up. You remember it's a, a door plug. It was not an active door. It was to plug up the door that the airline didn't need. 
So they would bolt it closed and then put the wall over it and insulation over it. You would never know there was a door there. And so they closed it up. They took photos of it, just happened to, and then that allowed the NTSB to go back and look at those and say, my goodness, there are no bolts on that. And then they put the, the uh, insulation over it, put the wall over it, closed it up, and nobody had any idea when it was delivered to Alaska Airlines and, and when they flew it, 150 flights, that, uh, that there were no bolts on that door. So are we ever going to get names in our, our civil trials lining up right now? There are a lot of lawsuits that are lining up against Boeing and against Alaska Airlines, although I don't know how you blame Alaska Airlines for that. Yeah. That they took delivery of the plane, and, you know, they didn't know that there were no bolts sure. behind the, the wall. Uh, it's not clear, you know, if, if, if the NTSB knows who specifically. They're, they're not saying. The other thing that's not clear in the NTSB isn't saying, because this was a written report, what about the loose bolts that Alaska and United said they found on other MAX 9s? If this was about no bolts... What's the deal with the loose ones? We don't know. Well, and then there's Usain Bolt. I mean, so many questions. <laughs> well, all <laughs> I can think of airplane, that Usain Bolt. is don't they check for loose bolts? I mean, I hope the airlines double they check, do check, check, they double do check. Yeah. Please. They yeah. do now. See you at the karaoke bar. Thanks, Alex Stone. <laughs> Come as you want. Goodbye. Bye. Leave them wanting more. Tragic. Leave them wanting more. Always leave them wanting more. Hey, uh, we're going to do that, too. We'll come back tomorrow and uh, waiting in the wings, Josh and Heidi. And um, tomorrow when we get together, Brendan, obviously going to talk some sports with us. Those probing questions from Mr. Marshall Brain coming your way. And uh, guitar legend Wadi Wattel joins us, too. This is KTRS St. Louis, along with Julian Max. I'm John Carney. Thanks so much for listening. Be good to each other. Max.